0: Aloha.
1: Hello, welcome back. What's up? Book lovers and fellow booze enthusiasts. Oh yeah. I'm Jartu. Oh, I'm Kelly. And this is Let's Talk Lit. Lit! Dang, oh. You're did. always late.
0: <laughs> I do my best.
1: Okay. So today we are coming back and it is supposedly, or supposed to be, two weeks from when we last posted. Will it be though? Yes.
0: Oh, okay. Yes.
1: So we are in the past, but you're going to listen to this in the future. Present.
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, it'll be the present when I listen to
1: it. Okay, sh- okay, we've had a few drinks already, but we've only had one drink. We've had two shots. <laughs> we gotta start up. <laughs> no, we don't. This is awesome. Sh- chill. Okay, chill. We've come back with "Carry On" by Rainbow Row, and we have a lot to say. So I think we should just get started. But first, before we get started, before we get started, we have a guest, and we have shout outs. Anyway, it's just a guest first.
0: Guest is my cousin. Her name is Ella. This is literally her favorite book. Like, she's in town helping us move. I'm moving into a new place, and she's just been awesome. And this is her favorite book. She screamed when I told her we were doing it for the podcast. Um, yeah, so she's here. Say hi. Hey! Yeah, she's here. She's a little awkward because she doesn't know what we're doing. Um, but it's okay because we were awkward our first episode. We have to redo that episode.
1: Yeah, I feel like we should. And also, we have some shout-outs. I know you heard our awesome jingle last time. We had two jingles. Two. I don't know if we should call them jingles. They didn't have words, but... Intro, outro. Intro, outro. And they were done by our fabulous
0: friends. friends. Uh, Our intro was done by Mickey. He was an old coworker of mine. Really cool. Did an awesome intro. And our outro was done by... Um, James James Johnson Johnson and his friend, Nate Bray. They're in a band together called Endless. Um, Look them up. Endless underscore GA. They're really cool. If you're really into rock music, you'll love it. Um, But yeah, Mickey's not part of a band, but it's okay because he knows to play guitar, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah.
1: Let's get started. Carry On.
0: By Rainbow Row.
1: This, of course, was Kelly's pick. My pick. And I'm doing a
0: shot really quick. Hold on. (laughs)
1: Hold on. Sorry. Shot is done. I feel like she ruined my life because I didn't expect to like this book. Are you okay? I'm fine. It went up my nose. Are you okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) By the way, just a little PSA. I'm so sorry to anybody we offend by these
0: awful English accents that we're about to do. We're going to do some awful English accents. (laughs) (laughs) But you just have to. Okay, please. (laughs) What did you expect? It's a book club podcast and we're drinking yeah and he's a little tipsy just a little tipsy she <laughs> maybe what is that supposed to mean <laughs> okay kelly how
2: many okay. shots have you
0: done
1: Ooh. two and a half
2: yeah
1: okay bring it back in
0: oh
2: okay
1: carry on
0: carry on I wait, wait, so wait. this is please stop <laughs> i'm actually dying dude i'm so sorry we're way we're we're ready we're more ready than we were last episode i'm so sorry okay
1: So, this is the beginning of a three-book epic by Rainbow Rowell. Yes. And we have a spoiler-free plot summary coming up.
0: Should we talk about how we heard about the book first?
1: I heard about it from Kelly, but Kelly can talk about how she heard about it.
0: Okay, listen. Listen, y'all. I know we have, like, ten listeners, but y'all need to listen. So, Rainbow Rowell has been, like, my favorite. She's been my favorite author since I read Fangirl. Fangirl I was made in like 2012 2013 It's about a girl freshman year of college. Like she's really struggling. She's struggling. Ella, did you ever yeah. read that book? Yes, I did. Um, and but this girl, weirdly enough, like the only way that she copes in the beginning is she's been reading and writing fan fiction for a really long time, and it's the way that she copes with college. And I think she's just struggling being an adult and like having to meet new people because she's had a twin that she's just kind of been codependent on and her twin doesn't want to be codependent anymore but she does and so she has a really hard time being in college her freshman year and I didn't relate to the fan fiction thing but I related to it's okay if you write fan fiction Um, (laughs) but I definitely related to the freshman year of college struggle that she had And so I read that book all the time. Like, every single time I feel like I'm in a pit, like, I always read that book. Because in the end, her experience gets better. I had to take time away from school and then go back to it in order to feel good. But it's still an awesome book because I relate to it. But anyway, in between the actual, like, chapters about Kath's life, you get excerpts from the fake carry-on book that Kath is writing. And Rainbow Rao finished the book. I actually met her in September of 2019, I think. Mm-hmm. And she's awesome, by the way. She was promoting her new book of Wayward Son. And I read it literally, like, hours before I met her. Because she had just released it. I, I love her so much. I love Rainbow Rowell. I hope we get... I hope this podcast gains traction. And we can meet Rainbow Rowell. Or she can at least shout out... I love her so much. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. So... Rainbow Rowell said that she just didn't feel done with the series. Like she finished Fangirl, and Fangirl was like one and done. She made Cass, she made Levi, she had them like cameo, and an adult fiction novel that she had called Landline, mm-hmm. and that book was awesome too. By the way, you should read it. I have it, Ella. If you wanna, if you wanna take it, of course. But anyway, so she said she didn't feel done with Baz and Simon, so she actually created a whole book out of a fake fan fiction. From a previous book. And I'll tell you, I bought that book. I did not read it. I did not read it for like a year and a half. Ella read it. Ella read it so much that the spine wore off. Like it Literally. was almost... Ella loved that book. And I was... I At first, I didn't get into it. Like I was like, mm, I really love Fangirl more than I love Carry On. But when I finished Carry On, I was like... <laughs> Sorry, I just hit the chest of that... The... um. That the the microphone is on top of. Me. <laughs> yeah. That book it
2: was awesome. Three
0: hundred what was it? Page
2: three hundred and sixty-three? Yeah. Three hundred and sixty-four? Yes. That's, yes. Where uh-huh.
1: That's where everything gets real. huh. That's where everything goes Just for just for clarity, let's go to page three hundred and sixty-four. Just it, so I can see. Let's go. Let's I've win. had two and a
0: half shots, y'all. So. And yeah. I've had another drink. My cat just joined the party. Name is Boo Boo. She's awesome. Maybe one day y'all will see what she looks like. Boo Boo. Oh, she just meowed. I don't know if you can hear it far away, but she's awesome.
1: When he says, I'm in love with him, and he likes Ah, us better than fighting. Yes. (laughs) Spoiler. Ooh.
0: Spoiler. It's okay. Listen. It's okay. So
1: I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I think that's what I really appreciated about Rainbow Rowell. I think she is a phenomenal author. I think she's a genius. And the way she makes her book so meta. It's so, so meta. meta. The way she made the excerpt is own series. Yeah, and you
0: were like interested, even when Kath was reading The Levi about like the specific fanfiction mm-hmm. that she wrote, it wasn't even carry on. You were like, I want to know what happens next. Then I, I want to know. As soon as I was Rock, engulfed. Her writing is awesome. She's literally my favorite author. And I told her that when I met her. Oh God, I got to ask a question. Ella, I wish you had been there. It was awesome. It was in Atlanta, Georgia. So if for any reason we ever get big enough or just small big enough just for Rainbow Row to hear this, oh, she hears that. And I also wrote her a letter and she tweeted me a couple days later, or a couple weeks later. I wrote that in the parking lot the garage of uh, Agnes Scott College because I was procrastinating writing the letter, but I wrote it. And I went back to school. And I feel like half of the reason was because of that book. Fangirl. Not Carry On, but Carry On is still an important book. It's so awesome.
1: Yeah. I just, I just love how she, she basically engulfed me into like the whole series. And then now I feel like I have to read Fangirl because I want to see the excerpts that were in Fangirl that would lead to this whole trilogy. Anyway, I loved it. So if we get into like a spoiler free plot summary, um, what would you say about the book? How would you describe this book?
0: So it, it's pretty clear, like, head-on that it's kind of like a parody. I would I would personally say it's a parody of Harry Potter. Yes, it yeah. felt
1: to me like the kind of, like, Saturday morning cartoon Hermione, Ron, and Harry would watch about their lives in, yeah. like, Hogwarts. But it just felt like a spoof of Harry Potter, but, but it was so fun. Harry
0: Potter, in his own right, is pretty much clueless, but he knows stuff. Right. Simon knows nothing. Simon was (laughs) such a dumb... Anyway, we're not getting into that right now. Spoiler free, he knows (laughs) nothing. He just has a sword. He kind of reminds me of Percy Jackson a little bit. Like, and that he has a sword that he can just click. I feel like Rainbow Rowell, like, took some... Like, I'm not saying that... I'm not trying to say anything. But I'm just saying, like, she took inspiration from, like, different popular, Mm -hmm. like, YA novels that were out at the time.
1: Like, it's definitely a giant spoof. And it's so funny because it's based in England, which is so random, because Rainbow Rowell is American, and it just felt like we were making fun of, like, (laughs) we were making fun of, like, I don't know, like, the
0: culture of Harry Potter, I mean? Yeah, the
1: culture of Harry Potter. Everything was so ridiculous.
0: But it was good. It was good ridiculous. Not to say that J.K. Rowling's, like, book is... Ridiculous, because it's still really good. And it's really good. It spawn like a whole culture.
1: culture and a whole generation like following. Oh yeah, like all of the, the books. amount
0: of like Deathly Hollows tattoos that I see. Amazing, amazing.
1: But it's just it was so funny just seeing like, <laughs> like just hearing reading the book and hearing the accents was so funny to me. It was so ridiculous and fun. So I really liked it. So the book is about. Simon, the protagonist, and his friends Penelope,
0: Agatha, Agatha. Oh my god! And his enemy, hate her.
1: (laughs) Why? Agatha was such a bum bitch. Anyway, no,
0: no, no. I think Agatha just didn't. She's just like I don't really care. I don't really care. I don't care care about magic. I'm just pretty. I'm just here to be pretty.
1: Listen, we're gonna get. She
0: was. If she actually had her own spotlight, she would be a manic pixie dream girl. Like, if you actually did, like, a seven or eight book series, I think, and Watford, Watford, which is the school that they go to in the series. Watford. Shut up. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Sorry, y'all. Um, I think if you did, like, an eight book series on Watford, like, Agatha would just be someone who knew that she was pretty and just used that to her advantage. But the like thing she is. she doesn't really care about magic. She doesn't care about normal versus, like witchy people or mages mages Mm -hmm. she doesn't care about that she knows that she's beautiful and that's all like she's just whatever
1: right but i i think she resented that a lot and she knew she was the manic pixie dream girl and that's not what she wanted for herself she just wanted to be like chill and do her own thing which is cool um we had baz who is Mm. the nemesis the antagonist and then we had the insidious humdrum who was the villain (sighs) Voldemort Sorry. <laughs> we don't say his name. He must not be named the humdrum. <laughs> the humdrum, the insidious humdrum. So, no. no. <laughs> Put the bottle of gin down. I'm so sorry. Where is this accent coming from? Anyway. I don't
0: know. So sorry. it's about
1: Simon and his adventures and kind of how he... Um, he navigates this kind of path that was chosen for him as but the chosen one. But it's not just
0: his point of view. Right. Like, it's really cool. If you Like, I know we did an episode on The Lost Hero and how we talked about how the point of view changes from, like, it changes from Jason to Leo to Piper. It's kind of a similar thing mm-hmm. with this book. It's, um, it's Simon, and then it's Penelope, and then it's Lucy –
1: Yes, I love Lucy. Spoiler
0: free, we're not going to tell you who Lucy is. Yeah, I like
1: her like Like, But you get
0: different point of views basically. You even get a point of view from... Point of view. (laughs) Sorry. There's no one named Drew in this. Uh, You even get a point of view from someone from the humdrum. Sorry. From the humdrum? No, you don't. Yeah, you do. When? Before he's the humdrum. Oh. Wait. No, you don't get a point of view from the humdrum. You get Maybe. a point of view you get a point of view from uh the mage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is yeah. his name just the mage?
1: No, it's Davy.
0: Yeah. He's stupid. Davy. Oh, spoiler. He's stupid.
1: Okay, hold on.
0: Yeah, David, you're stupid. So
1: Sorry. I think this would be a good time to stop and spotlight our drinks.
0: Oh yes, David, come closer to the mic. What so, are we drinking today? I need splice. the name.
1: I need everything that's in it. Please. We've decided
0: that we need to be more active about how we do the drinks because we just drink the drinks but we don't tell you what they are and we try to relate them as closely to the book as possible so David's going to explain the drink and why we chose this drink
1: and it's very good too like we, we put a lot of effort into what we're drinking as you
0: can tell by what I'm saying this drink is really good <laughs> so it's called the Bramble apparently it's some um, really popular British drink <laughs> There's gin in it, so it's extra British. (laughs) Some
2: lemon,
1: blackberry syrup, and then the star of the show is this blackberry liqueur called Chambord, I think it is. Really fucking expensive because we couldn't get the actual... Yeah, God, we
0: had to cash up.
1: you.
0: Oh, let me cash up you.
1: But it's pretty good. I love it.
0: It's very delicious. It's really good.
1: It's magically delicious. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) So... I feel like we've done pretty good with the spoiler-free plot summary. Do you have any more spoiler-free things to add about um, how we could describe the book for people that have not read it yet?
0: If you want to read something that's not quite like Harry Potter, but is its own book. And it's also awesome because there is LGBTQ representation in it. Yes. there. That's... It takes a second, but there, there's that, in it. spoiler-free. So I think it's just a book that people are really comfortable with, and it's just it's written in a well in a way that people can understand better than Harry Potter. Harry Potter is really detailed, yeah, like,
1: and it's very serious. It takes itself very seriously. It takes
0: it and carry on doesn't do that. I'm sorry to keep
1: comparing because, but I'm
0: sure that a lot, like a lot of if people, Rainbow Rowell were to listen to this, she would know that people compare her story to Harry Potter all the time. Because it's a school of mages. It's a yeah. school of, like, magic, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's got eight years. Harry Potter has seven. So, but anyway. But it's very interesting because the spells are different. And We're, Let's talk you about that don't, more. You don't need a wand, per se. Like, Penelope has a ring, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, Simon doesn't use a wand. He uses a sword. Can we talk about that? I love how the
1: like the spells were actual real words, mm-hmm. like actual song lyrics, actual phrases. In Harry Potter, it's like this made up language, and so it makes it kind of.
0: It's like okay, I get it. I guess I. Get I guess it. I yeah. get
1: it, and so but for Rainbow Rowell's take on it, it's fun because they're real words and they're using like metaphors. And the meanings of words to, like, create the spell. So I thought that was very clever of her to, like, incorporate that. It's
0: also, like, it uses words that um, you hear Every all day. the time. Like, up, up, and away. Or, like, abracadabra. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not, like, obliviate, you know, that, like, yeah. Harry
1: Potter uses. Yeah, it, like, creates words, but, like, Harry Potter, like, creates, like, its own And language. what's really
0: cool about it is that in the world of mages... They have to use. They have to keep using those spells to keep the power of the spells. Like if you don't use the spells as much, like as a as a society, if the world of mages does not use the spells, it loses its power. It loses its power. So it's kind of cool how you have to keep the culture of the world of mages.
1: And I love and the song it. lyrics interlaced, like carry on, carry on. Run, carry carry
0: on. Also, really quick, I just want to say we did shout outs earlier. But I just want to say, Nate Bray, who helped us with the outro, he also has a business name called White Fox Audio. That's his production. So I just want to shout that out really quick for him because we didn't get a chance to do that earlier. Okay.
1: (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, I feel like we should wrap up the spoiler-free summary because I really want to talk about spoiler. Um, If you want a book with a lot of fun, um, a lot of frivolous adventure – some magic, a lot of heart, some romance mm-hmm. then you will love carry on. It's so 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 so, so fun. It has ruined my life. I've gotten obsessed, but it's okay.
0: <laughs> she literally is obsessed like I didn't I expected her to be like, yeah, this book was good. And she was like, I'm gonna get Basilton pitch (laughs) tattooed on me.
1: Tyrannus Basilton Grim pitch right across my titties, like like right across my titties. But it's okay. Stop
0: calling them titties.
1: This is PG (laughs) thirteen. Sorry, her boobies. (laughs) (laughs) But so sorry. (laughs) We love it, and I'm ready to get into spoilers. So if this is your end, if you want to read the book and wanna listen to us later talk about it and rant about it and scream about it and cry about it then goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Have a good day. Finish the book fast. The third book in the the third book in the trilogy is coming out soon.
0: July sixth. July sixth. Yes. Ella's already pre-ordered it really quick to shout out Rainbow Rowell. If you pre-order it from Book Omaha, um which is the Omaha I'm about book to do story it right that, now. That Rainbow Rowell like that she uses a lot for all of her books because she's from Omaha. If you pre-order it from there, you get a per, like you'll get a personalized signage from her. She's awesome. Like Rainbow Rowell is she's great. She deserves the same amount of recognition that J.K. Rowling deserves, or James yes. Patterson, or the guy who did, did Game of Thrones, George R.R. Martin. Like I love Rainbow Rowell.
1: We so. love Rainbow Rowell in these parts. But if you want to read the book, please read it quickly i really want to do the rest of the series to be honest we just need to do another episode we just talk about Ooh, the whole trilogy
0: i'm hold on excited could we just like hold off on changing the genre and just do wayward son next
1: i mean Loki, yes because i just have
0: i love wayward son they I, go to las
1: vegas i just mm-hmm. i'm just we, so obsessed we i'm so committed
0: introduce it with carry on my wayward
1: and then get hit with copyright i don't think so Um, make no money (laughs) goodbye thank you for listening and we're gonna get into spoilers now
0: oh i wanted to shout out my friend coleman for calling us during our podcast earlier just hey coleman also i want to shout out savannah i shouted out james and me and nikki earlier but savannah's the one who like pulled everyone together and was like hey help kelly record this intro and outro for her podcast Right. So I want to shout out her, too. Hey, Savannah. She's like the glue. Sorry. She's the glue.
1: Anyway, I'm ready. You're ready. Ella's ready. Let's get into spoilers. Yeah,
0: let's get into spoilers.
1: Because this was Kelly's pick, I think, do you want me to start about how I felt about it, or how do you want
0: to go? I felt, like I said earlier, I didn't think I was going to like this book. Right. Ella loved this book. She read it so much, the copy of mine is, the spine is breaking off. For my, was it 22nd birthday or 23rd birthday? She, like, she painted me a thing about it. What was it? What was the thing? It was the, um, the, the quote from the book. What was the quote, Ella? Do you remember it? It's right over there if you want to grab it really quick. Um, this
2: will end in flames. Oh, yeah. Y'all should read this book. Um, but the the quote that I um, painted for you was, um, you were the sun and I was crashing into you. I love that I, quote. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love so that then,
0: quote. I picked this book because it was a fantasy book, and fantasy's our genre right now. We might actually continue it into the sequel, and maybe, the third one, maybe the trilogy. Maybe we'll just
1: have a trilogy about this and series. And then we'll
0: actually finish and not then the we'll, we'll
1: finish fantasy for good because for I'm good. over it.
0: <laughs> That's true. We've done a lot of fantasy books. Sorry, y'all. Hope y'all enjoy it, though.
1: But I, I like fantasy.
0: Fantasy's awesome.
1: But why? I think YA fantasy is a whole different thing.
0: Why? I'm not 18 anymore, but it's look, a good book. I'm,
1: I'm into it.
0: Yeah.
1: When Kelly gave me this book, I thought I was going to be like, oh, it's pretty entertaining. I thought you
0: were going to do that too. I thought you weren't going to be that into it.
1: I cannot explain. What is going on with me? I'm telling you I read the first book. The like the first well each no. No oh. more drinks. No.
0: Yeah, Ella, no more drinks. Catch me up.
1: Listen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what's going on with me, but the first book I was I was really into it. The first part of the book, it was just book one, right? Book one. Because Baz wasn't the, in
0: there's two or three books in There's like four. There's four books. Yes. There's four. There's four books in Carry On by Rainbow Raw.
1: Book one, Baz wasn't in it. And I just kept feeling like bass was gonna be my favorite character in my mind's eye i knew that bass was gonna be my favorite character so i was waiting for his entrance i was waiting for his appearance and i was not disappointed in book two book two bass came in and just, which is
0: technically part of the same book for those confused
1: right so there's like four like book one book two book david three, book may four. you hand
0: me the book really quick
1: i think there's four
0: Yeah, I just want to tell people the page numbers. But as you were saying, keep talking.
1: So when Baz made his entrance, I did not disappoint. I was like, yes.
0: I always knew it. I knew he was the best person. And I'm just ready. Really quick, there's 517 pages in Carry On. There's acknowledgments and blah, blah, blah else, but the actual book of Carry On is 517 pages.
1: Yeah, and is that including the epilogue?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: The epilogue is important.
0: How many, David, really quick, since you're, sh- since you're looking at it, how many pages are in Wayward Son? 354. And
1: 354.
0: Two pages of acknowledgments. Okay, heard.
1: I love that character, but before we that get into... That is awesome. He's great. I like, want to punch him in the
0: face, but he's awesome.
1: Even when he was a villain, I yeah. was like, wow, I'm into it. Uh-huh. The first time I heard his full name, Tyrannus Basilton Grimpitch. Pitch. <laughs> I fell in love. I'm going to name my son Basilton.
2: <laughs> I said the same thing when I read it. I said the exact same thing. I'm
1: going to name my son Basilton and just and just deal with it because I just cannot think of a cooler name than that. Than Basil? Than Basil. Sorry. Basilton Grim Pitch. Basil. Do not disrespect Tyrannus Basilton Grim Pitch like that
0: tyrannosaurus rex <laughs> please pitch. please Sorry. do not perceive me
1: anyway i thought okay i thought simon was pretty dumb from the start simon
0: is dumb but we don't understand why we don't even know uh spoilers we don't even know like spoilers for the sequel we don't even know why you haven't read the sequel yeah you've read yet. it right ella have you read the sequel have you read Word son yes so like we still don't really know why. So mm. the whole thing with Simon is he's just trying to he's just trying to graduate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But his mortal enemy is his roommate. Oh, we should probably explain <laughs> what the book is about. We're just now thirty minutes into the podcast explaining what, right. what the book is about. Because
1: we were very vague before. We were yeah. really
0: vague. So Simon is just trying to graduate.
1: He's coming back for his last year at Watford. The school for mages. His
0: roommate is his mortal enemy. But the thing is is supposedly. So you can't really Watford like has a protection spell where you can't hurt your roommate. But him and Baz have been enemies for a really long time. And Simon supposedly is like just a big good deal as Harry Potter. He's basically like the one who lived. The chosen uh, one. He's the chosen one. His magic he doesn't is he doesn't supposedly. know his magic is supposed to be really powerful. The strongest
1: mm-hmm. mage that's ever walked the earth. But he
0: can't but control it. He can't control it. He doesn't know how to do he actual just magic. Goes off. Yeah. Shut up.
1: I'm telling you this, Shut your mouth. I read I listened to the audiobook for half of it. And I'm telling you that changed my life.
0: <laughs> I just the only parts of audiobook that I ever listened to are the ones from Fam Girl where they did the the carry-on excerpts. But obviously Rainbow Rowell changed it up. I like that a lot, though, that she changed a lot of what she included in Fangirl into what she actually put into Carry On. Yeah. She didn't she didn't include the same stuff. So it was very interesting. It kind of... It a little bit sucked because I would have liked to see the same kind of excerpts, like the same kind of parts of the story. But it was interesting because it was like its own thing. Yeah. You know? But anyway. So Simon's just trying to get his crap together. He's like... Harry in a way that he doesn't really know what he's doing. He's not the best wizard around. He's not the best mage around, Mm -hmm. but he just has his sword like Percy Jackson and he's just chilling.
1: Right. So he gets back to school and his his roommate is Nemesis or whatever is not at school, but he knows Baz is supposed to be at school because he's really into like and education. He's
0: super obsessed with the fact that Baz is not there. Like Penelope is right. like, what? What is, what is your problem? It, Agatha plotting. Yeah, right. Agatha is like, can you chill out for just? Agatha is um, Simon's, Simon's girlfriend,
1: girlfriend is, at the beginning. At the beginning. What a bum yeah. bitch. Anyway, keep going. I don't
0: think she's a bum bitch. I think that she <laughs> so just... So annoying. I think she just doesn't have power like like Penelope does, for example. hmm So I think she just really trades... Like, her thing is just the fact that she's really pretty. And she's really... She's a gentle person. To be honest... And she's I, just, just chilling in life. To be honest, I, I feel mind. like...
1: Um, I feel like... We don't understand, I don't understand Agatha, or we didn't understand Agatha because we kind of came into the, the end of their story. We that's true. We hear because, excerpts
0: because the thing is, is um, Carry On is not a book where you get
1: every the beginning. book is a yeah. year,
0: you know, you get the end of it, right? So, and you also get the excerpts from Carry On, so you have, and you haven't read, Car- um, I mean, Fangirl. you get the excerpts from Fangirl, so you haven't read Fangirl, you have, right? Yes, Ella, yes. And Jarju hasn't read it. I have. So I kind of know more about the story of Agatha and Simon than what's really included in the book. They've just been kind of the end-all, be-all quotes mm-hmm. since the beginning of their time at Watford. Right. Watford. But that's not really how it works out. Like, they basically, in a perfect world, they would end up together. Yeah. But it's not a perfect world.
1: And I feel like I need to cut Agatha some slack because I feel like she's been through a lot of shit. Dating the, the chosen one, yeah. being kidnapped um being held for ransom. I feel like it's a lot. So you kind of see her her struggle being that like kind of like female lead in the male story. But
0: she's kind of put on the back burner a lot, especially because she's not powerful like Penelope is.
1: Right. So she can't really be helpful. She's always just the hostage.
0: Yeah. So I'm
1: going to cut her slack right Hermione now. Hermione at
0: least knew what the hell she was doing. Yeah.
1: Right. I feel like it's weird to make comparisons.
0: We're not going to keep talking about Harry Potter. Sorry. But it's kind of its own book and how the characters end up and who they are and obviously the LGBTQ representation that's in the book, yeah. which if you've never read it and you're still here for this, like, yeah. It's pretty good. It's really good. Um,
1: Just, okay, to keep going. So Baz is not there mm-hmm. um, at the beginning and he's like losing his mind. And then out of nowhere, right when him like and six Agatha six breaks later. up, like Ooh. eight
0: weeks later, like, later Mm-hmm. Right in the smack dab middle of the school year. Right. So the first semester.
1: Basically, Agatha breaks up because he saw um, her and Baz in the wavering wood <laughs> together holding okay. hands, mm-hmm. being scandalous. And he doesn't know what's going on between the two parties. I mean, he doesn't know anything. Anyway. He's like, Ooh. what the hell?
0: This is my mortal enemy and you're my girlfriend.
1: Right. And she's like, she has this little handkerchief and she's waiting for him or whatever. Mm-hmm. So... Him and Agatha break up, Simon and Agatha break up, and um, book two is when Baz makes an appearance, and pretty soon in the book, we realize that, da, da, da Baz is actually not as anti- antagonistic as he makes himself out to be, that he's actually madly in love with Simon, which...
0: Which was crazy! Yeah. It was what crazy. What was it, Ella? What was it? He, um... He was, stayed at their house. Simon stayed at the yes, the pitch for, house um, holiday. Yeah. yeah. So, how did Ella explain how he ended up at the house? If you can remember, maybe George. They
2: were. It. Um, it's been a minute since I've read it, but, but she
0: read it like twenty
2: times. Oh yeah, see. I've read it so many times. Um, the should we explain about the ghost coming back? The yeah. visiting. Yes, the visiting. <laughs> so yeah, me. And
1: Baz comes back. And then they start to get I will never forget when we figured out that Baz was in love with Simon. Because he comes Ooh, back all hey, like bake, antagonistic bake. and like calling Simon stupid and whatnot. And then he comes back he like lies on the bed and he's just like sometimes I just like to stare at him and I realize like or Simon I'm in love is with him. So
0: obsessed with Baz that when they finally like do something about it, Penelope's like, Okay, I was waiting for that. To yeah. Like Penelope all is sense. Simon's best friend. She's kinda like She's, there's like a trio almost. Right? right. And Penelope's the girl of the trio. And right. she's just kind of like, y'all are in love. Y'all Basically.
1: don't even know But um, he's like, he's like, he always stares at Simon sleeping. And he's like, I'm madly in love with him. We like freak yeah. out.
0: Baz on un- Baz realizes that he's in love with Simon before Simon. Yep. Him. Early. And time is just like, the whole time. Simon's just like, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna, and like, I'm, gonna I'm gonna get him expelled. Like he's like,
1: yep. <laughs> he's like, I realized in fifth year when he wouldn't stop following me around.
0: Ellie, you know what this is? What? you know what this is? Enemies to lovers. Uh-huh. <laughs> Enemies to lovers. A classic
1: trope. I loved it. But, so, anyway, Baz comes back, he's in love with Simon, we get that reveal. Why um, was he
0: gone for so long? Like, he was
1: kidnapped place. by the numpties!
0: Oh, not the numpties, they're yeah. basically, like, little trolls, and it's really <laughs> embarrassing that he got kidnapped by He got kidnapped. kidnapped.
1: Yeah. They basically, we was, he was at tennis club, and they, like, knocked him over the head. Not
0: <laughs> tennis club.
1: <laughs> tennis club. They knocked him over the head and, like, basically threw him over his
0: their shoulders. Have we
2: explain
0: what Baz is? Oh, we, a- we haven't explained no. that. So, Baz is a vampire. vampire. <laughs> Ella, how did he become a
2: vampire? When he was little, mm-hmm. he was attacked by vampires. His mother actually died.
1: Well, she killed herself because she yep. was like, that's not my life. Y'all be yep. easy, though. Y'all
0: be easy, though. <laughs> she literally said, I- I'm going down with but this But she saved Baz, but Baz but, was turned, And mm-hmm. his family just kind of accepts the fact that he's a vampire. But they, they kind ignore it. They ignore it. They don't acknowledge it. Yeah. And what, well, what's his aunt's name? What's her name? Fiona. 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 Yes. Fiona's chill. She's really cool. She knows that Baz is a vampire, and she's the one that's more likely to acknowledge it. But she, like, she like dates normals. She kind of parties a lot. She's really chill. She's cool. I like her. I think if she she's was She's a badass
1: bitch.
0: And I think if she was a regular in the... the the series, she'd be awesome. Right. Yeah. yeah
1: Right. So he comes back. We find out that he was actually kidnapped by Numpties. Um, Trolls. (laughs) Trolls. So he's in love with Simon. And then kind of the story starts from there. Like
0: he knows that Simon hates him. So he just has to deal with the fact that the love of his life hates
1: him. Right. Because, but he feels like there can't be anything more because, They're not destined to, like, both make it out of the situation alive.
0: And he knows he's a vampire, and he knows that Simon hates vampires. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: So getting back into the main story, Baz's mom was looking for Baz when he was kidnapped by the Numpties, but Baz wasn't there. Baz's mom or stepmom? Mom. mom, His mom.
0: His mom is...
2: uh, During the visiting. During the visiting, when the veil's lifted. Oh,
1: yeah! So ghosts are a part of this. book. Yes. Right, so... Uh, basically, Baz's real mom, Natasha Grimpich, comes Natasha. back <laughs> comes back as a ghost to look for Baz. And so she can't find Baz, so she, she tells Simon, basically, oh, yeah. uh, find Nicodemus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's going to
1: tell you the one that murdered me. And who's Nicodemus? Nicodemus is Eb's twin. Okay, we don't even know who Eb is. I'm Eb, is of like, Eb
0: is like, okay. If, the goat Ted. Not to compare to Harry Potter again, but Hagrid. Yes. Right. She's literally just the gatekeeper. Like she's the caretaker yep. of the, the the animals of the animals of Watford.
1: And she has a, a twin brother named Nicodemus. And apparently he tro- he was the only mage that chose himself to go to the vampires and like become a vampire of his own free volition. But everyone
0: thinks he's dead. Right. Because yeah.
1: so they struck him from the record. Because apparently you can't. You can't be like that. You can't do that. Apparently. Anyway, let's put all this hullabaloo aside. So Natasha tells him to go find Nicodemus, or tells him to tell Baz to go find Nicodemus and figure out who her murderer is. So Simon's kind of like mulling over this secret for a while and Baz Mm -hmm. comes back and he has to figure out how to try to tell him. Eventually, he corners Baz, he's like, let's talk. Baz is like, are you gonna tell me you're in love with me? No, he tells him that his mom came back as a visitor to tell him X, Y, Z about everything. So then Baz starts kind of like unraveling, but Simon's basically like, okay, let's work together, find out who killed your mom and find out how to defeat the insidious humdrum. And they call a truce. Yep. And the rest of the book is about their truce and how they figure out, A, who was behind uh, killing Baz's mom, B, how to stop the humdrum, and a lot of other extra stuff happens, but that's basically the summary. Yeah. So first, I think we should get into characterization. Simon, what do we feel about Simon?
0: Very Percy Jackson. I
1: don't very, know what that means to me.
0: Very, I haven't grown up in this world, and I don't know what's going on, but I'm already awesome. He's, he's really bad at being a magician. Yeah, everyone he's loves smart. him.
1: Yeah, because he's like really powerful, but also he's really bad at just his craft. So
0: That's true. I felt he like Percy like, Jackson
1: just... was like skilled at being mm-hmm. Percy Jackson, but mm-hmm. Simon was awful.
0: Percy swung a sword just like Simon did. The only difference is that Percy stopped swinging as much. Like he still swung, but he knew what he was doing by like book two. Right. Simon's seven, technically like seven, eight books in. He's like, I don't know. What's
1: so for per- I feel like for Percy Jackson, it was like he was the strongest in like. His peers, so it made sense. But for Simon, he's is the strong, he's the most powerful mage, but he's just really bad yeah. at spells. And if he had like Penelope's mind, like he could really mess some stuff up. But yeah, because Penelope
0: is Simon's best friend, and she's awesome.
1: Penelope, what do we feel about Penelope?
0: Penelope is really smart, she's calculated, she is logical, right? She's awesome, she's cool, mm-hmm.
1: and she's very. S- like, she's sharp mouth.
0: Dating that dude, Micah.
1: In America. American. Ugh. Yeah, he's an
0: American. Ugh. Ugh. Penelope's awesome, though. She's really smart. She's really cool. She cares about Simon a lot. Mm-hmm. And when other people are like, you and Simon should be a thing, she's like, ew. That's you know, my bestie.
1: The thing yeah. is, the book, I never really saw... Like Penelope and Simon like that ever. Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: they're just they're like siblings.
1: Right. They really did a good job of not painting it that way.
0: Yeah, like even like I know I keep comparing it, but it's really awesome how like even in Harry Potter they tried at least people to be like, have you ever thought about like Hermione being with her like with Harry? And they had to be very No. But in Carry On it's like established really early on that it's a no right like you don't have to really explain it right like they're just siblings and that's all they're ever gonna be and it's cool
1: and they're so close it's such a beautiful friendship what i really liked about simon's narration it was like there was like three good times he broke the fourth wall when he was, like, talking in the beginning of the book about all of the things he misses about Watford. Yeah. And he's like, wait, I'm almost near Watford. I'm, I'm close to Watford now, so I have to do something else. And I was like, Simon, are you talking to me? Mm-hmm. Are you speaking to me? Are you
2: speaking
0: to me?
1: All of the characters are so meta. When they change into their different points of views, it's like there's at least, like, three or four good times where they break fourth wall in the book. And I'm like, are you talking to me? I feel
0: like Lucy a lot.
1: Right, Lucy's only breaking fourth wall.
0: Yeah, she's always talking to the camera. If there were a camera, she'd just be like, hey guys, what's up? Lucy, spoilers, obviously this is a spoiler heavy zone. Lucy is Simon's mother. Right. She gets her own point of view, which is really cool.
1: We're yeah. re- that's on my list of things to talk about can we talk about how the mage is Simon's dad but instead of like raising him he like hides him yeah. amongst normals or humans that's what they call yeah. humans yeah. in this well, world cause,
0: cause I read fangirl they spoil that in fangirl that it's his dad like Simon wants so badly for that to be his dad that he won't believe that it actually is his dad like that's in fangirl so I knew from the beginning that was his dad
2: See, I read Carry On first. I didn't read Fangirl first. Yeah. So, so I was... didn't know that throughout Carry On.
0: Yeah. So what was your impression when you find that out?
2: I was kind of like, what? Like, like I was so shocked, but at the same time, like, there were so many hits throughout the book. Right. Like, I kind of wondered in the beginning, but I didn't think that it was actually going to be his father.
1: Right. When they're like, oh, he just made me his heir so nobody could, like, and I was like, but he's yeah. really your dad? and it and that's kind of why I want to read the, se- the the sequels because I want Simon to find out that the mage was his actual father. I also... Oh, spoiler, spoiler We're talking about spoiler spoilers. I also need Simon to find out that the mage was evil because I don't think he should have this, like, chip on his shoulder yeah. about killing... Ooh. About ki- killing the mage. Oops. Spoilers. <laughs> killing the mage when the mage was, like, fucking evil. The, th- uh-huh.
0: the thing that's crazy is that, like, the mage is his dad Mm -hmm. and i know that but y'all didn't know that i knew that because of fangirl yeah so it's weird to go through the book and not know that like i wish i could have your experience
1: it was so it was so crazy like hearing it it.
0: it's still like what that's his father and he still has to like fight his dad
1: like hearing hearing about um hearing about Lucy and Davey and then trying to figure out who Davey is and then hearing from uh-huh. um, uh, the, what's her name? Bunce? Uh, Professor Bunce that um, Davey was the mage and then figure out that Davey and Lucy had the baby that ended up to be Simon. Like it was crazy. It was like really like a big revelation. But I could like I didn't have to wait till the end of the book where it was like confirmed, yeah. confirmed that it was this Like I could figure it out by the middle of the book, but I thought that was really cool how she did that. And I thought the mage was just a little bit. The way he, the way he hid his son away and didn't pay attention he to him. He felt
0: very like spoiled child to me. Yeah, the mage. he was a kid. He'd be a
1: spoiled kid. The way he was throwing tantrums at the oh, end. like
0: yeah.
1: I know better. Give me your magic. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And then the fact that at the beginning of the book, like literally when he was raiding everybody's house, I was like, the mage is evil, clearly, because it just didn't make sense for him to be raiding everybody's house like that. But just having Simon not know the mage is evil and having him like carry that weight of like yeah. killing the mage, is just awful. I'm like, some at least I felt like, I was so mad at Baz and Penelope for being so late. I'm like, y'all need to tell this boy that the maze is evil. So, like, you guys can all face off against him. But it just happened so, like, sporadically, the end of the book. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: I really wanted, like, just, like, claps, props to Rainbow Rowell for how she unrolled that.
0: Because she's awesome.
1: Right. Next character, Agatha. How do you feel about Agatha?
0: I feel y'all hate Agatha. I think she's okay. I think she just wasn't into the world of mages like she would have been fine just being a normal person like she had enough like non magic that she would have been she's completely unfazed by the life of magic like her parents are super into it Mm -hmm. right super into
1: power like her mom yeah yeah
0: but she's not and I think she would have been totally fine as a normal person like it wouldn't have phased her life at all to be normal. Because she has normal friends. Mm-hmm.
1: And she ha- likes hanging out with them more than her. Um...
0: Yeah, she's very into the normal world. Right. And they spelled normal with a, a like a uppercase N, so you know it's like its own thing.
1: I like how yeah. they spelled magic with a K. I was like, what is this? Yeah. I'm trying to keep Basilton for
2: last. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: because I love that boy. Yeah,
2: the
0: mysterious.
1: Okay, we, let's put Eb and Nicodemus together. How do we feel about e- Ebb and Nicodemus? We didn't hear a lot about them, but they were kind of...
0: Eb is very eccentric. Yes. I feel like if I was a character in a book, I'd be Eb. Except for the part where she died.
1: Yeah, but she was trying to save Agatha. Yeah, she that
0: was. That was sweet.
1: So, Eb was very powerful, apparently, but she didn't want any of that. She wanted to just be a goat She bird. was
0: powerful as fuck, but she just wanted to play with the goats.
1: And She's I chilling. I respect that I love and those. I
0: hate the fact that they might tried to mess with her right she was just
1: chilling they just did not want to let her be Nicodemus was her twin brother who ended up being a vampire I don't know does Nicodemus make a reappearance in the series I don't I don't, I don't know. remember he, him I don't it's think like if one. he does mm-hmm. but like I would be mad if I was Nicodemus the way he wanted to like follow Baz back to like. The, to Watford and help Baz And Baz was just like Fuck you I'm not letting another vampire Into Watford I felt bad
0: for Eb yeah. Right And she never I got to like, see her knows, brother She knows that her brother's still alive Right But she doesn't Yeah She just She talks to him
1: And Not to him But like at him Yeah,
0: and yeah. She, But she just Like she talks Sorry She talks in the air But she just He's not there Like he is there But he's not there he, She doesn't know that he's there Like she doesn't know for sure It's really sad, actually. It's really heartbreaking. And then she ends up just dying There's a very emotional element to the book. Like, Eb has the potential to be awesome. But, like, her brother, quote-unquote, dying, completely ruined her mentally. Because that was her twin brother. Mm -hmm. He's still alive, and she talks to him, but he can't show himself. Mm -hmm. So she's just very content being the goat herder of Watford. Great job. But everyone looks down on her. But she's more powerful. She's probably more powerful than Simon.
1: No, but she's, like, really close. I
0: mm-hmm. guess. But, like, she, technically I would say she's more powerful than Simon because she knows how to use her power. Simon doesn't know how to use his.
1: Right. He just goes off.
0: So I feel really bad for her because she's technically above everybody in terms of power. Mm-hmm. But she's she doesn't take advantage of it.
1: Right, because she's she just happy
0: being herself. She doesn't
1: act like other powerful people. She just wanted to live, which is kind of like what inspires.
0: Peacefully, Ag- she's right. a very emotional person.
1: Which was, which is what inspires Agatha to kind of like go off and live her life because she's like, wow, Eb just wanted to live as a goat herd, and they just would not leave her the fuck alone. They wouldn't leave her alone, and she died. Right, because they wanted her power. She wasn't like other powerful people, mm-hmm. and she just wanted to like exist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, rest in peace, Eb. If you hear us, <laughs> Chef's kiss, you were great.
0: Mm-hmm. We love you, Ab. Right, you're not a real character, but we love you. You're not a real person.
1: Okay, what? let's talk about let's talk about Basilton's family. Fiona, uh, Mr. Grimm. uh, what's the stepmom's name? Uh, Daphne. Daphne, how are they? I thought they were fine. <laughs> They're
0: fine. They weren't really important. Yeah. Fiona was cool.
1: I liked Fiona. I like how much of a badass bitch she was.
2: she was. dating normal.
1: She like came in and killed and all. Did the... she date? Um. Nicodemus. Yes. Yes, yeah, she, she, she did.
2: She did. I loved that page where he like slammed the book. Right. That was so funny to me. And I, he was, like, oh, I out. He was like, no, I cannot. She was <gasps> like,
1: because she was like having hearts over Nicodemus, like I like face. I liked how she came in and she was like killing trolls and like making fun of badge for getting. She was uh, like you got numpties.
0: Captured by numpties. Uh-huh.
1: And at the end of the book she was like watch out for numpties. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. And Baz was like um please stop. Uh and then his dad was just kind of whatever. His stepmom was like whatever.
0: They like don't really care. They're like not they're not even in the book. I feel like they're kind of zombified by the fact that Baz's mother died. Right. Yeah. So they just kind of they don't really live their lives.
1: Right. Let's talk about lucy and the mage davy davy and lucy lucy
0: and davy are spoiler, otp
1: no 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 no. no they are no.
0: not otp
1: that was an awful relationship
0: Luce, it was lucy and davy are simon's parents and literally davy got with lucy just because he wanted an heir he knew by prophecy that whoever his heir was would be, would be the most powerful mage, which technically, like, is a wizard. Right, right? not
1: like not like his heir, but he knew the most powerful mage is coming, and he felt like he could cast some sort of incantation his over them. The whole
0: thing was just to
1: create, create the,
0: them, yeah. create
1: the most powerful mage. He,
0: he moved him, because him and Lucy were in a relationship. Think of them, me personally, I coped with this book by thinking of them as Lily and James Potter, from Harry Potter. But, obviously, James was like, a dark twist. Not to compare them, but I am comparing them. Sorry. And he moved them to a cottage and Lucy was like, yay, we finally get to be alone. But Davy didn't care. He just only cared about
2: creating an heir.
1: When when they were talking about how, um, <laughs> how uh, Davy was trying to like Create the baby. I was so uncomfortable. Uh She was like, He's like kissing me, and like, he's like, Let's create an heir. And I was like, Oh, this got real rated R real fast, and I needed to not. But he was crazy. He was just like, I want a son, or I want an heir.
0: And you better create it for me.
1: And how Lucy couldn't tell Davey that she was like actually suffering throughout the pregnancy, Mm -hmm. that like everything was being taken from her. She felt like an empty hole, but she could not tell him because he just wanted it so bad.
0: She loved him enough to put him first. That's really tragic.
1: I really yeah. want to know what happened to Lucy like clearly. I feel yeah. like she's clearly, dead. clearly
0: she's dead. But because she, didn't she speak no, she didn't speak through the veil. Like she didn't Stop. speak
1: through the veil. Like we heard her through the veil, yeah. but we don't we can't confirm that she was like visiting or if something else was happening here.
0: I guess There's we'll find out. I guess we'll find out in the third book. I hope I, so. We will. I, really I feel, feel like that. the third
1: book has to wrap everything up because but I, I need like, to know. I
0: feel like she's definitely dead. She, she has to
1: be dead. But I just want to know what happened to her. She just
0: wanted to be in love. I don't she know. She just she she thought Davy was the love of her life. She just wanted to be loved.
1: And he just
0: he was like a oh, po
1: Right. He just wanted power. He just wanted to create. Oh my god. He was so crazy. And. It's just like, how could we not see that he was crazy? He, like, abandoned his own son and just would not talk to him, like, the whole time. He created
0: an heir and then said, I don't
1: care. Right, and then came and found him when he was, like, 11 and was like, LOL, you're the chosen one.
0: Yeah.
1: And now you have to do whatever I say for the next XYZ amount of years.
0: But didn't treat him as a son. He yeah. treated him like he was his mentor. Which is close, but there's a disconnection
2: there. Was, there was, like, no love there. Yeah, exactly.
1: Do you, do you guys think that, like, Simon would be – like, more resentful of the mage when he finds out that that was his, like, father instead of just, like, some random dude that was, like, supposed to be over him.
0: I think he really admired the mage when he saw him as a mentor. Yeah, but... But I think as soon as she found out... Because obviously the mage knew the whole time that that was his son. But he made no effort to make that actual fatherly connection with him. He just wanted a power connection with Simon. He saw the value in Simon in that he could be... The chosen one, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't care about Simon beyond that. He right. did not see him as a son. So I feel he like when he power. figures that
1: out, he's gonna be like extra upset about that.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: because it's another form of like neglect and disconnect. And then how he kept putting him to different boys' homes and stuff like that. Oh yeah, for the summers. Felt,
0: I don't know. It felt like he was trying to teach Simon something, but that was not something that Simon deserved. Simon deserved to be taught. Right. Simon deserved a regular childhood.
1: He deserved love and light and he just did not get that.
0: Yeah. And then of course I mean, yeah, you're right. But I think I think Baz helped.
1: Right. Yes. Anyway, let's let's move on to my man's tyrannicus Basil. Listen, Green when Peach. I tell you that
0: Jartu is absolutely obsessed obsessed
1: with this man. <laughs>
0: she I did not Jartu is I, she's not a stoic person, but she presents herself to be a stoic right. person. <laughs> so I personally did not expect her to be as in love with Baz as she
1: Oh is. my gosh. Bits for Baz. I am <laughs> I am so in love with this character. I think he's great. I thought he was the right amount of condescending. Well, a, you a want right to amount,
2: punch him in the face. Right.
1: The right amount of like antagonistic, the right amount of emotional he had he had his character development like it's just like chef's kiss the whole time he seemed like kind of like cold on the outside but kind of like warm on the inside and he was like scared he was emotional he was was rude he was cocky he was he wasn't like and he was in love and he was stylish he was great like the the voice actor for the audiobook was great and when he made his entrance it was just like so awesome and antagonistic and sarcastic, and then he turns out to be in love with Simon. I thought it was great. I thought he was,
0: dude, best character. Three hundred and sixty-four, nope.
1: and I'm in love with him. Oh. I'm madly in love with him, Simon Snow. You
0: know, I will say it. Okay, I will say, Ray Morrell did a really good job of showing how obsessed Simon was with Baz.
1: Right, yes. like
0: a really he was like penelope was like dude yeah he's evil get over it but simon could not let it go and obviously like as an audience after reading the book we know why he couldn't get over it like he liked him a lot but i feel like i do kind of feel blindsided by them kissing because it was 364 pages in and then baz was having a it was Baz, right? He was having a panic attack, right? Yeah, he
2: was and crying. Then, and then they kissed. I want to be
1: kissed in the snow.
2: And it, <laughs> and it was like, whoa.
0: yeah,
2: whoa. It escalated. Whoa, 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 whoa!
0: What is happening right now?
1: Okay, let's talk about that. I really love how she built up this romance. Another point in our in our storyboard here, I love how she built up this romance as not something that was like really supposed to make a statement, but just a very natural progression between two people. Mm-hmm. The yeah. way Simon expresses himself as he just wanted to, and he just likes him.
0: Really quick, if y'all hear anything in the background, it's because my cat is going crazy over this piece of string. Anyway, <laughs> keep
1: going. He just, liked, he just liked Baz, and it was just mm-hmm. simple, and it was just natural, and it wasn't like I was trying to make a statement. I was trying to, I was trying to be like anything special or whatever. It was just like, I just like this person. It was very natural. Yeah. That being said, I felt very weird about how they kind of like go on insisting that Simon doesn't know he's gay in the book because I felt like only that specific part where they kept bringing up, but I'm not even gay, but I'm not even gay made me feel like, you know, like sexuality is like fluid. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, a spectrum is not very black and white and whatever, you know? There's a lot lot of gray and multiple colors in between the spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. And so I felt like Simon didn't have to tussle with the fact that he might have been gay as much as he did. Because, like, like, they were just making it seem like being bi was not a thing. Like, he was either, like, gay or straight.
0: Personally, I get what you're saying. And I think in, like, general context, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. I feel like for Simon it was just that I feel like because obviously ha- at some point in his life his relationship with Agatha was important and she right and
1: he yeah. wanted her like at the beginning of the book we see that he loved her like
0: that world, the chosen one would have ended up with Agatha yeah but I feel like at the end of the day it was just that and that's okay
1: I, it would have been bad for me too I'm just mm-hmm. saying. <laughs>
0: I literally hate you. I'm just saying. I feel like it's beyond... I feel like it's beyond the conversation of sexuality is a spectrum. I feel like it's just... Was just his person, right? Yeah.
1: That's what I'm saying, and I felt like that didn't need to be a conversation of him like trying to figure out if he was gay. Even his therapist at the end of the book was like, "You don't even need to focus on that, Simon. You got a lot of trauma to unpack." Okay, he
0: does
1: have a lot of trauma, Honey Bun? <laughs> his therapist was like, "Honey Bun, you don't need to worry about if you're gay or not. You need you need to unpack this 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 daddy issues." Okay, <laughs> With
0: parents' issues for sure.
1: So. I felt like they harped a lot of that, a lot about that. And now she's like, he just likes Baz. It doesn't have to be that he's gay or anything. Like, Baz is just amazing. He's just in he's love with Baz. he been obsessed
0: with him for like six years.
1: Right. I mean, Baz knew he was gay. Baz's like, I'm down with Baz the shit. Baz was
0: like, yeah, I'm in love with him. What about right. you? Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a gay vampire. Whatever. I'm, I don't care. I'm
1: helplessly queer. But it didn't have to be like that for Simon. I just didn't. I just was like, why are we hyping so much on that? Like, he doesn't have to be gay. Like, he could just be in love with Baz. He could just be in love with him just because. But I really love their their love story. It made my heart tingle. And it gave I me butterflies.
0: It. Like, when yes. they finally... So, Simon is just there for Baz. And I don't think it's... I don't think the gender, sexuality thing, I don't think any of that's important in this moment. Like, in this specific love story. I'm not yeah. talking about the rest of the world. I'm not talking about the rest of the genders and sexuality in the world. I'm talking about this moment, like when they, when there's like a confirmation that there's feeling there, I feel like it's like crazy. I don't know. It's just like, he's there for him. Like Simon is there for Baz.
1: And I love that Simon didn't freak out, that he didn't get like a really like into himself. He's just like, yeah, I guess I like Baz and I've liked him he's for like- a long time. Yeah. And like my good.
0: my obsession with him being evil was just something that masked my obsession with him, yeah. right?
1: And I was into it. I was into and it. And
0: Penelope knew that. Penelope was like, finally,
1: like exactly.
0: She was like, dude, I was waiting for you to understand. Like I was waiting for you to realize that you had feelings for this dude.
1: All right. So I
0: like that it's not like a big thing,
1: right? It's just like it's fine. not like oh
0: my god, I like another dude. It's like dang i have feelings for my mortal enemy
1: i want to know how agatha feels about that because at the end like agatha Agatha, hears a lot of things but she doesn't hear that baz and simon were like together she
0: also thought that her and baz were becoming a thing yeah when her and simon broke up part most of it was due in fact that simon caught
2: agatha and baz together like holding hands and then she was waiting for him but
0: baz like even explained he was like that didn't mean anything
2: yeah, that He just did a... it to make Simon mad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Because he's obsessed with him. There's
1: there's this one part of the book where Baz was like, when he's looking at me like that, I just want to spit on his face and then look it off. But I know. Clearly because I'm disturbed. We all know I'm disturbed. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was like, me too, Baz. I've just never liked the character more. He was great. So funny.
0: I just can't believe how much you literally loves Baz.
1: Like, I'm serious. My son's going be, gonna to be named Basilton. It's. It's final.
0: <laughs> Is there anything else we need to talk about? I yeah. mean, obviously, at the end, right. Simon defeats the humdrum.
1: The insidious humdrum. The insidious which humdrum. was 11 year old Simon, which didn't make sense.
0: I feel like it was just supposed to be something that freaked Simon out.
1: Just like the end was crazy. We, we finally figure out how to, to stop the humdrum. How did you guys feel about Simon losing his powers? I really don't know what happens in that the That was book.
0: crazy. Oh, I
2: forgot about that.
1: Right? He lost his powers, and then he ended up keeping the tail and the wings.
2: I I don't know how to feel about him We're, keeping the tail and the wings. I'm I like, felt the- so
1: bad for him because he was just, like, a normal person just with, like, yeah. like, mutations.
2: Oh, yeah. When
0: he had a tail, I was like, ew. Yeah.
1: I and was I like, still, how
0: uncomfortable.
1: I love this how, like, Baz was so, like understanding and, like, comforting, like, no, like, I choose you, like, yeah. you're my person, I don't care if you're not the pow- most powerful mage or whatever, you're not the same person, I just, him him. I just love you for you, and I really like that, world takeaways, I feel like world takeaways are always a good way to end, so I liked, a, they talked a lot about, like, classism
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the book, I felt like that was a very heavy part because that we talked about,
0: Simon was, okay, Bass was very well off part Mage, of the old families. families. Mage, normal society. I don't right. Know
1: Very trish, traditional.
0: Old money. Simon was not. Simon grew up in orphanages.
1: Right. And he was a part of the normal world. And yeah. then how the revolution was basically about how the... Uh, the mage wanted to allow everybody to be able to practice magic and how the old families thought that only like the well-off people and the the really talented people should to Mm -hmm. practice magic so there's like a level of classism there there's a level of like racism there mass and speciesism um Mm -hmm. (laughs) where we talked a lot about you know different people like how penny was like very like, oh, is Baz racist because, you know, I feel like he doesn't like me because I'm half Indian and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of like in depth things that she w- talked about. I wouldn't in say
0: Penny was very well off, but her family was very into match. And Agatha's family was well off, but they didn't really like it yeah. wasn't a big deal. They Can didn't really pay attention to Agatha.
1: Can we talk about the friendship that formed between Penny and Baz? Oh yeah, and their mutual like love of magic and how they were talking about like the marriage rituals and how she was like I intend to stop time when I propose to Micah and then like Baz like that's lovely I'm like yes this is a friendship we always knew would be and it feels great
0: like you didn't really expect it because of the relationship between Simon and Baz in the beginning but once it happened you were like yeah, that
1: makes sense and then Simon was like what is going on here I feel like my friend is being taken by Baz mm-hmm. it was great
0: mm-hmm.
1: is there any final things we want to say about the book
0: well we've definitely gone into a lot of detail Wayward Son is a different book right a like hundred not even in Wildford. Watford not even there like, right completely different mm-hmm. book. but it has to do with Simon and Baz and Penelope and a new guy right
1: and I think we'll get into it next episode. I want to read. I want to read. Wait, I want to read Wayward Son next.
0: Yeah,
1: I feel like just for for Kelly's pick, we should extend it past carry on because this trilogy is so good. So I'm willing to spend another two episodes on the trilogy um, before we move on yeah. to my next pick. Yeah, but you did good, Kels. Thanks. I liked it. My
0: pleasure. <laughs>
1: I feel like we should wrap up here.
0: Yeah. yeah. Carry on. Carry on. is a book you don't expect to get deep into, but we're deep into it. Y'all need to
1: read this book 12, 100 out of 10. Read
0: everything that Rainbow Rowell has.
1: Hopefully we don't sound as crazy as I think we sound when we're reading, when we're listening to this what back and forth. What is
0: this post. drink called, David?
1: A bramble. A bramble.
0: I think we do sound crazy because of our brambles.
1: I love it. Well, we might read Carry On. I mean, not Carry On, but Wayward Son as our next book. Thank you so much for coming back and listening. Until next time, hopefully we won't have these weird accents anymore.
0: Oh, yeah. We barely kind of did the accents. I feel like. No, we we did it a lot. (laughs) I feel like we, because we talked about doing them, we didn't do it them as much as we should have.
1: Because I kept snapping out of it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Shout out to Mickey, James, Nate. And Savannah. Savannah. For being awesome. And for awesome, helping us. Awesome. Because we're just a wee little podcast. And Please! We're just tiny little podcasts. And they just said, yeah, we'll help you out because we love you.
1: We also wanted to do a poll on our Instagram stories to hear what you oh, guys want to hear. Yeah! And if you want us to come back with Wayward Son, we will. We probably will. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to read the rest of this trilogy. It's awesome. But we'll see for next time. All right. What
0: day is today? Today is the 4th, the 3rd of June. Last book of the trilogy comes out July 6th.
1: We have to read it.
0: We'll see what happens. All
1: right. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye, friends.